Oh, hello, everybody! Wow, Ani's trying to seduce you. <laughs> Wait, it would be more like this. Like, I actually took a radio course because I, I, at one point in my life, I really wanted to be a radio DJ. Oh my god! And I, I couldn't. I know it was fucking perfect, but I couldn't get rid of my accent. And that was part of the course. Like I needed to, so they would literally make me the disrespect, go in front of the class and say like, um, what was it? It was like the dog walked to get the coffee. And I was like, you know, I had to be like the dog, the dog walked to get the coffee. And I'm like, the dog walked to get the coffee. Like, what do you mean? Like, and I, I like, and I would keep it until I got passionate about something and then it would all go away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm there. So anyway, I gave that up. But she said that in order to really, um, tap into the power of your voice on a microphone, you have to lower the octave by like a ton like this. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Fun But Heavy. And I'm like, that is so not the move. <laughs> you get what you get and you don't get upset with this voice. That's scary. Wait, I want to try it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. No, I can't even do it. How do you even keep your I voice? I literally just got low? goosebumps ASMR. <laughs> goosebumps ASMR from that. <laughs> and then imagine doing that though, but also getting rid of any accent you have. I'm I don't like, have an accent. I think I, mean, I think West Coast I think the West who? Coast accent is like the standard apparently it's midwestern actually no midwesterns have their own accent i have no idea so i I would be like this the dog (laughs) no that wasn't (laughs) okay we're done with that we're done with that okay all right right, right. now let's uh introduce yourself jaleesa what's your what's your goal here today okay hi um hi i'm jaleesa if i were to describe myself right now it would be a star in the sky that's like way hopped up on cosmic gas um and is like can't stop flickering and laughing and like moving around and everyone on earth is like oh my god it's a shooting star but really this is the star is like having a spasm so that's me um i love that my intention here today is to channel guidance that comes from playfulness and honesty and reverence for this simulation we call life who are you ani oh well first of all thank you for bringing all of that here and i am uh, I didn't, this was just supposed to be about you. Um, I am, let's see. I feel like I'm a brand new bitch actually, because claps, yeah, claps, I claps, feel, claps, I feel reborn. Sorry. I love it. We were Before this episode, me and Julissa were singing shots by LMFAO and Lil John. Guess who was Lil John? <laughs> it was I. Shut I'm not going to do it here. This is embarrassing. Okay. So what I will say. I threw myself. (laughs) I can't stand it. So a few weeks back, I made a post on my Instagram that was like, I'm not feeling in my radiance. I'm feeling really shitty. Like all of the things um, I was going through, like the most intense stripping away, like gates of Inanna, like getting, you know, if anyone knows the story of Inanna, she goes in this underworld journey and 
there is like the seven gates and she has to give up something of her that like, you know, of hers. So it was like her clothing, her jewelry, her hair, like all these different things that was symbolic of like, when you go through an underworld journey, you give up parts of yourself that you, you held dear. And that was what was happening in a big way. And I think it's happening on a global scale, on a personal scale, on every scale imaginable. So I am finally like army crawling out of the underworld journey. And I'm like, yes, like I, I feel radiant again. And this is the importance of cycles because the, the one thing that really got me through, and this is tying into our topic today in a big way is knowing about cycles that, you know, go tuning into the menstrual cycle, tuning into the moon cycles, knowing that this too shall pass. And like, I never quite those words, like they sound really nice, but it never really made sense to me. Cause I was like, but what if it doesn't, but like actually knowing that like in my body and my bones, actually everything is a cycle. Like everything will die and be reborn. Everything like will come and go. And that's just what it is. And I'll just chill here till it's time. So anyway, having all that said, I am now in the portal of rebirth and feeling in my body and in my radiance and in my, yeah, I feel my, uh, my own essence once again, which feels fucking incredible, especially after not feeling it for a while. So that is where I am at. And this ties into our topic today around faith. And so, and like, and lack thereof, because just as anything else can cycle, so can your relationship with faith. And Julissa, I'd like to turn it to you because I oh, would, would love you? to hear. I would. I would love to hear what you have on faith. Like what does faith even mean to you? And where are you at with faith in your life right now? Mm. Heavy hitter questions right off the bat. Ooh, yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm on Charlie Rose. Um <laughs> Or like Oprah, you know, where she like asks a question and she like throws her brow and she crosses her leg, you know, um, and you're like, oh, exactly wow, what I, I just to... did. <laughs> it's like, wow, well, I have to give something really profound right now. So uh, where I'm at with faith, I think, you know, the way that you started, I think was so powerful because what you talked about, sort of everything being a cycle, I think where I'm putting my faith the most in right now is change. Knowing that like, if anything is the God of anything, then change is the God of human life. Like, you know, Oof. we don't even have the same stomach wow. lining for very long. We don't have the same skin on our bodies. Like everything changes. And even though we perceive it to be the same, um, you know, because we're always in our own heads, the mm. only constant is change. and. I think what's so interesting about change, and maybe this is actually what the episode is about, is change. I don't know. But for me, it's like, I think with where I am with faith is like very, in a very extreme relationship. Like, I'll mm -hmm. go from being like, um, what if there is absolutely no God, absolutely no deities, absolutely nothing? But then mm -hmm. as soon as I think that, I'm like, well, I don't think I would change anything about my life anyway, because no one can, can no one can prove that. No one can prove it either way. And mm -hmm. like what, what it gives me to have faith in the simulation and, and God mm -hmm. and goddess and, and, 
Archangel Gabriel and, you know, my, my dead ancestors, like, is so powerful and is really what only keeps, is like the only thing that really helps me not only hang on, but really feel like I'm feeling fulfilled, feeling like I'm here for a reason, feeling like I'm fulfilling that purpose. And when I really drop into that, which is sort of the other extreme of it, um, you know, I've just been channeling a lot recently, which I really don't necessarily love that word or love talking about it. Um, I think like psychic stuff has always been sensitive for me to like address directly. I've always sort of hidden behind the title of astrologer in that way, in some ways. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. that's been coming up for me a lot. Like I, it's literally the extreme of like feeling like, wow, nothing is actually like real except for the dirt and sky. And then going from that to like, just literally channeling. So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like very extreme. Mm. What about you? So that's really, I mean, it's so profound. Everything you said is so, so, so profound. And I noticed that you focused faith on something, you know, like gods, goddesses, that kind of stuff. Do you mm. feel like you have faith in other people, in life, in yourself, in, you know, the day-to-day stuff? You know, like faith is such a, it, like when we hear faith, I like, you know, my, my conditioned brain automatically goes to like God, you know, like, do I have faith in God? It also transcends all of that into everything. Like faith is, is its own God in a lot of ways, like that can be applied to so many facets of life. So do you feel like you have a relationship with faith where it goes into your day to day? First of all, this is not an interview. Um, second of all, <laughs> Uh, but I do, I do love what you're saying. I mean, I think like when it comes to having faith in, in day-to-day things, I think that's what I was meaning when I was talking about faith and change. Um, yeah, I think like, I think the craziest thing is that we all go to bed having faith that we'll wake up in the morning and like, we have no Mm. idea what mechanism pulls us from the reality of dream space to the reality that we live in, in the day-to-day world. And we just have faith then when we go under, when we let ourselves fall asleep, that we'll come back. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It really is. And it's like, it's also bringing up how much faith we put in the everyday person all the time. Like we go in these vehicles, they go so fast. They're literally like, you know, high speed death machines. And we just trust that these single painted lines on the highway is going to keep us from like severe, like either death or injury. And we just trust that people are going to follow that, you know, like we just trust that when we go into a public space, you know, people are going to respect our boundaries for the most part, you know, like we, we have a level in faith in the everyday person that I actually think is really beautiful. And, you know, it's obviously something we need in order to survive being alive. Faith is something we need to have or else you will make yourself sick, like being so, um, you know, hypervigilant all of the time, right? So when we're tapping into like faith as, as a concept in, in daily life, it's so fascinating. Like I, it was, I literally remember the thought in high school of like, you know, I was actually in a religion class and we were talking about faith and I was like, wow, like I actually, cause I never thought I had that much faith, but I was like, I have a lot of faith in, in humanity, in, in like 
like God, spirit, all of these different things that I, I work with and that I feel support from. And yet on the same, on the same coin, I also feel like there were times in my life that faith was just simply not fucking there at all. And like, I didn't have faith in life. I didn't have faith in myself. And it was the times I think that I didn't have faith in myself where I, I doubted everything in life. I was like, oh, certain doom is ahead. Like whenever something good was ha- would happen, I'm like, my faith lies in something bad, e- like equaling it out. Like something bad's going to happen now, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And so faith is just like anything else in creation. It has a shiny side and a shadow side. Like we can have faith in, in, in good faith and we can have faith that like, you know, our conditioning or our trauma is like the thing that is, that's going to happen and is going to be true, which is also interesting. So faith yeah. is loaded. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really profound on like about having faith in things that are bad. I think that's like, I know so many people like that, that they're just like, well, like they put their faith in things that have quote unquote always been, or things will always be bad, quote unquote, or things will always be blah, 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 blah. Like people put faith in the status quo. People put faith in, um, tragedy. Um, which is so weird because it's just like, you can find evidence for things going incredible just as much as you can find evidence for things that are shitty, but because we have primal brains, we look for mm-hmm. things that are shitty because those are the things that we have to watch out for. Um, mm. but you're not mm. going to ex- escape the question of where, what? where's your relationship to faith right now? Okay. Interesting. First of all, I want to just say, I think I have a subconscious thing going on about like evading your question. <laughs> I didn't even realize Truly. you asked me one. I got, this has been a, this has been a theme in our text too. I'm like, wait, what? Like, no, you, didn't, you didn't ask me one, but you asked it to me. So I just assumed that you would also okay. answer. Yeah. So what was the question again? Your own question. Um, what was it? Where is, What's your, my what is your relationship to, to faith right now? Yeah. At this current moment. Yeah. Okay. So my relationship to faith has actually never been stronger because of this underworld journey that I just experienced because this was the first time I was able to like really have faith that the cycle will end. So I was in the fucking depths, like the times when, and this is what I say to all of my clients, because like when we do our work together, they can have these big openings and awakenings and like they're everything they've ever like wanted to feel is there. And I always say, let's remember these tools for the times where like it's not available. Like let's remember this feeling for the time where you don't feel it because it will always like you don't reach a certain state and then stay there. When we, we reach a certain state, right? Like we can expect to feel like that all of the time and we can expect to never experience suffering or like doubt or like fear or any of those experiences when that's not, it's simply not what happens. But what can happen is your relationship to suffering, to fear, to anger, all of these different experiences that can be really hard to work with changes. Like your relationship shifts to it. So before, when I would go in these underworld journeys, what happens to me is that when I'm doing shadow work sometimes and I realize a a different piece of my shadow, I can go so deep into it and have it like 
you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is who I really am. And people, you know, like people are not going to love me like this and like all this stuff. And all of the things came up, right? And I could actually observe the thought itself and be like, okay, this is what's alive for me. This is what's what I'm needing to integrate right now. It's not true. And it also hurts so bad to think this way. And I'm my my heart hurts. And I was able to actually have compassion for like the sensations in my body. Like my, my chest, my, my solar plexus was burning so much because that's like where, you know, the place of relationships. So in that state, I had so much faith that this will pass and that I will be able to feel myself again as a whole being instead of just this one shadow part. And it was the most liberating experience. I also had faith that this part of me, you know, was being shown for a reason and that I can like, you know, I'm, this is what I'm integrating into my work now. Like this is, you know, I can bring this to my work with other people. I've, as I integrate my own experience, I'm able to sit with other people while they do it for them. And I was like, wow, okay. Like I understand. I understand. And so now that I, now that the cycle has actually ended and that, you know, it was about like, Julissa, how long was I in that? Like you witnessed it. It was about like three or four weeks of just like lots of fear, lots of negative, quote unquote, negative thinking, lots of like my perception was distorted for a minute there. And I was able to, to be in it. And obviously I had support and, and things of that nature. I'm very privileged and blessed to have that. And you know, um, once it started dissipating, like I was like, God damn, this shit is so true. Like, Ooh, my faith was, was anchored. You know, I was like, okay, it's moving. So right now my relationship to faith is really beautiful. Um, and I'm deepening my relationship with faith to what I call my North star, like that, which I answer to that represents total goodness, and being in direct communication without a middleman, without seeing a reader or a priest or like all the other things we've been conditioned to think that we need in order to feel that. And it's really liberating. Um, and faith to me is liberation in a big way. Yeah. So, so that's that. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely agree that, that faith is a sense of, or can be liberating. I think it also can be enslaving, mm. you know, like go on. I feel like the way that the way that I've seen people, you know, a lot of people who come out of Catholicism identify as recovering Catholics and they have mm. this relationship to faith where they're like, it's, it almost like isn't a chokehold on them. It feels like it's not a choice. Um, and I don't know if it's that, if, if that's their faith or if that's shame or I don't know what that really is, but I think that like the thing that they were taught to have faith in has this really interesting like relationship to them. And I think for me too, like the pressure to have faith at all times, I think can be really constricting. Mm. And I also think that questioning your faith is a part of the faith process is a really important part of the faith process because whenever I question it, like coming back to it, is a really beautiful and difficult 
process and one that I have to be committed to. Um, Mm. I think that like, I don't know, like the idea of like having blind faith in things, right. is something that I think people talk about a lot. Um, and I don't, Mm. I don't know, like, because I think a lot about if, like, faith is delusional. Oof. And I think that, mm. like, to me, we have to be a little bit delusional <laughs> to want to be here. Interesting. Like, to, 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 for life to be, we all live in our own, like, little delusions, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And these, like, delusional mm-hmm. worlds or illusional worlds or manifested realities or whatever you want to call them, right? When it comes to delusion, to me, it's, like, the only thing I can have faith in, like I said, is change. And I think what creates an anchor for me within that change is the faith. It's, like, a weird, like, nesting doll relationship. They're like soulmates. Huh? It feels like they're twin flames. Yeah. Or like it's like Chain chicken and the egg, you know, like which one came first. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I I hear what you're saying specifically around change and like change, whether you're like quote unquote up leveling, I still want to find a better term for that. Um, Ascending? But whether you're like ascending. Um, but like, you know, you're growing in, in a way that is feeling good. It can still feel scary. Or if things are getting stripped away from you, like it is scary, right? Like change, no matter what kind of change it is, can feel like it can bring all of the things up. Right. And so having faith in, in the change, like, I mean, that's why for me, all of the ideas of the, the dark mothers, like all of the goddesses who are that of the underworld, who are that of like, who are with you, like the midwives through your rebirth. And in fact, you know, what's interesting is that a lot of religion prior to the rise of Christianity, um, and, and other religions really focused on the descent. Um, and to me, change and descent journeys go hand in hand. That's why I'm bringing that up right now. Like when, when anyone experiences a change, I feel like there's a certain level of like journeying inward that happens. And that's what a descent journey is. And that's where like a lot of the womb traditions come in, like focusing on the womb, the, the portal of rebirth, like going deep inside. This isn't exclusive to people with wombs. Um, there are actually caves and, and mounds that were built to like resemble a womb so that you could go inside in total darkness, meet with the dark mothers, whatever that was to whatever particular person, and then grow some fucking roots while you are growing in your life. You know, because even if things are getting stripped away, it is still growth. And I feel like people can think that it's not. Um, but it's really like, it's, it's a part of your, it's a part of your growth. So having faith, um, and having a particular goddess that represents that faith and a particular body part that represents that faith and change to me is so fucking comforting and is what anchors me. Like having a womb, for example, or if you're not a womb carrier and you have, it's like the Hara, like right in this area, it's an area that connects you to 
the death and the rebirth. It's like, it's, it's a portal, right? And having a goddess or a god or whatever, whatever it looks like to you to represent that this is actually a, a huge part of the journey is so comforting. And like having the knowledge that in my own body, I experience like these changes every month, every week, your hormones change like 25% if you're menstruating. Like that is wild. And it, to me, it always, it, that is just like the proof is in the pudding kind of faith. Like the faith that this too shall pass, the faith that you'll, Anush, I'm going to literally, the faith that you can expand and grow in huge ways. And then you can also retract and go inward. This is so comforting to me. And I love seeing it in nature and I love seeing it in our bodies. And to me, it's like, that's faith embodied. You know what I mean? Like that's faith in, in the most practical sense. Does that make sense? What specifically is faith in the most practical sense? Like feeling it in your body, seeing it in Mm, nature, like seeing how things are held, things are held while they're dying. Things are held when they're reborn. The earth is conducive to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, that is so fucking beautiful to me. I see it with my eyes everywhere. So it's not this abstract concept to me that I just have to blindly follow. The proof is in the fucking pudding to me. It's in Mm -hmm. my body. It's in the, it's on the earth. I see it all of the time, right? Yeah. Well, I think what you're describing, like, you know, when you say like what the proof Right. To me, it's like the proof of what? And I think to me, it's like the proof of change, the proof that things will will move in a different direction. And when I actually looked up the etymology of faith, which I've been doing a lot with words recently, um, one of the words that comes up is pledge, which I think is so interesting. Um, like making a pledge to something um, pledging yourself to a certain idea or a certain consistency. Cause I think that's what faith is too, is like faith to me is an action. Um, and I think, you know, it's interesting cause in the entomology, like it's, it's labeled as, um, a noun, but to me, like having faith is, it's an active, thing it's an active relationship of like i don't know also the idea of faith being a noun like that it just exists on its own that it exists in its own as an entity that like the embodiment of it is a choice but it exists regardless and you can either pledge to be faithful or you or you don't have to but i think what you were saying earlier about like yeah every time we get in a car we have faith um every time we uh you know eat something we have faith that it's edible every time we uh, you know, go on our, open our computer. We have faith that it's going to turn on, you know, but we don't really call that faith. I guess maybe people have the idea that it's like an expectation or, but really all it is, is it's a belief and a pattern that you've seen. That would, that would be how I would describe faith. And I think for me, spiritual faith comes from me seeing a pattern that things happen when I, practice the spiritual thing, you know, it's like the outcome of Mm. practicing, um, spiritually, right. Of meditating, of chanting, of, you know, asking of deities, of researching, of whatever. The outcome of that for me has proved time and time again to be 
um, really beautiful and really fulfilling. And to me, that's what gives me the encouragement to have faith in that process and in those deities and in those practices is like, yeah, like you said, the proof that it provides um, consistently. So, you know, what's interesting is that we're saying that faith is proof based, but the very essence of faith is also it requires mm, no evidence. Yep. You know, like, and this is like the, the whole concept of faith is to not have any evidence and to just believe. So I don't know if we're talking more about trust. Um, and if there's a difference between trust versus, I say, I would say like, trust is more based on what we're talking about and that we can trust. And then faith is like the, the idea that has no, there's no proof. It's just knowing it's feeling. It's like the thing that we can't explain or rationalize. Does that feel true to you? So the, the dictionary definition actually has two different ones. One is complete trust or confidence in something or someone. And it doesn't say whether or not that mm -hmm. faith is that, that trust or confidence is founded. And then the second one says strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. I mean, I think it goes into, you know, we can try and rationalize things with our logical mind, but what is it that we really feel and how our culture doesn't celebrate like what we truly feel because everything has to be backed up by logic and reason. And I think faith is like the more, it's just the more abstract approach. Like it, it really can't be tested or, or, you know, there's no scientific study that shows that everything will be okay in a lot of ways. <laughs> and there's no scientific study that like God exists. Um, but what I am finding is like, I think faith is something. I think faith is something that can be cultivated. I think that some people are more prone to faith than others just based off of like who they are and, and what they were born with, like in, in terms of like their astrology and like things of that nature and their like makeup. But I also think that when we start to tune into faith more and more and more and actually feel it, even though we can't reason it, it also ties into our relationship with our intuition and our relationship with our own internal guidance, because sometimes we can't rationalize things that we, we are told we are, we are feeling like we should do, right? Like just different desires, like different, you know, if you want to like quit your job and join the circus, it's, you're going to have a harder time rationalizing that, right? Like, I mean, you could, but there's a faith like that. If you feel it in your bones, it's like, this is, this is lighting me up. This is true. This is true for me. Like I belong in the circus. Like then that's like, that's faith. Right. And I think that this is just a reflection of our culture that we're sitting here being like, you know, faith is like, there's proof. Like, you know, it, it actually, there is no proof for faith and that's the beauty of it. And I think the second we own the fact that there is no proof for faith, we'll be able to actually feel our intuition more and therefore live a life that's more aligned with who it is we truly are versus what we're conditioned to want. Boom. Personal, personal opinion. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think like the idea of proof though is, is really interesting because like, what is proof? Is proof like, 
Yeah, its relationship to faith is really interesting to me. I mean, the definition that says of faith is complete trust or confidence in something or someone, right? It's like mm. that. I don't know because we 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 talk about a lot like in relationships and stuff like that. Trust is built, and so technically, faith mm. would be the product of a trusted a trusting relationship right the the consistent the consistent outcome of a trusting relationship um hmm. and the fact that the second definition is basically just like strong belief in something without proof um you know and and they don't really define what proof is do they 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 don't say like material proof or without uh scientific proof or you know they don't define what that is and i think that's what's so interesting about our society too when it comes to faith is that we like i was talking about before we have to have it to go to sleep we have to have it to go to the bathroom we have to have it to get on a plane we have to have it to live um, and yet it's the one thing that's probably the most contested in humanity is how to have faith and what to have faith in. And we argue with each other about that. We argue like, oh, you should have faith in my God, even though God is not a material thing. We just have different pictures of it and different stories about it. You know, mm. um, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, well, you should have faith like this. And faith is this. And if you don't do this, then you don't have faith. And it's like, what? You know, we attach all these weird human, human, you know, material, uh, scarcity based relationship to this thing that is like abundant by nature. And, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating how much humans sort of shackle themselves by choice and, mm-hmm. and box themselves in by choice. And then that people think that having faith is doing that, you know, like, Mm. and it, it, when, Mm -hmm. for me, it's the exact opposite. Like, I think for me, having faith is knowing that I have very little control over any, anything, but that if I move with intention, I'll be met with the same intention. Whatever I put out, I'll, I'll get back. That's what I have faith in basically. Um, Mm. I don't know. What are some, what are the top mm. three things you have faith in? Ooh, that is a good question. I also just quickly like the idea of not having faith is still a form of faith because you don't, you, you have faith that there's no faith. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just really interesting. It's still the energy of faith. Yeah. Um, and it just shows like how they're in everything there's just these two sides that, that can be present and there's all, it's like, you know, it's a spectrum. Um, but anyway, the three things I have faith in the most interesting question. Um, because there, I mean, it's interesting to think because there have been things that I thought I'd always have faith in that I don't anymore. And I, I'm like, you know, I have to surrender this because like, it's, it's just not, it's not real. Um, so let me think. Huh. Three things I have the most faith in is that I truly have faith 
that I am on a mission and it's very much so co-created with the divine. And I truly have faith that that is something that like is a beautiful relationship and it's tended to every single day. Like that is like one of the biggest pieces. Like I'm like, all right, every morning my prayer like is, all right, I call, I call it the divine beloved. I'm like, use me today. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm here for it. Like you say, jump through the keyhole. I say head first or feet first. Like, what do you want from me? Like, I'm here for it, you know? And I really have faith in that. And it like, just from the, the highest, greatest, most loving force that is very real for me. And I have full faith in that. I also have full faith that, um, I think I genuinely think that humanity is going in a better direction. And I think all of the stuff that is being shown right now, it's not like it wasn't happening before. Um, and I think people can think that the world is going to shit. I think that it's actually everything that we need to look at to make the world more beautiful for everybody is being shown. And we're being called to step up and, and, you know, show up for this. And I have faith that we're going to do that. And I have faith that we are going to create a more beautiful world that, you know, can actually, like, we can't even fathom. We are the, we are the beginning of it, um, of this beautiful change. We're going to do humanity in a new way that I don't think has ever been considered before because of how much we've been in survival mode. And I really see that happening, you know, it might be a very long process, but I really think that, you know, with everything, with all the tools we have now and, and social media and access to information, this is going to be a huge catalyst to making a big change that needs to happen. So I have full faith that we're going in the right direction, actually. And, and sometimes that wavers. <laughs> I want to make that clear as well. It'd be really hard to hear things about the world and be like, Hey, why is human suffering a thing? This is wild. Um, and that was also like a huge thing that would be alive for me, especially as a kid. I was like, what the fuck? How can an all loving force, how can there be this much suffering? And it used to freak me out. Um, and I don't, I don't have an answer to that, but I do know in my heart of hearts that we are the ones who are going to rewrite the paradigm. And that's fucking beautiful. And it takes a lot of work. And um, the third thing that I have faith in is I have faith in love. I have a faith that I know that sounds like, you know, really, no, I, like, love that. I wear Birkenstocks, but like, oh my I, God, I can assure everyone really, on this call that Ani doesn't wear Birkenstocks. And if she did, she would be my troll queen and we would be riding off in a car pumpkin carriage into the sunset so goodbye and that's it and i really have faith in love i really really do even though i have been burned and i have i mean everyone has right like we've all had experiences where love just like just slapped us right on our ass cheek um i and that's putting it lightly i really have faith that the core essence of everything is is love. And when things get hairy, it's the perceived taking away of love. I even think the quest for power is rooted in the quest for love. And it just wore a weird mask. So I really think that love is 
the most powerful thing. And in love isn't love isn't what we might think it might be. Like I think there when we hear love, we think of like, ah, oh, I love you. And that's a part of love. And I love that kind of love. But love is also fierce. Love is also present. Love is has so many levels. And it's deep and it, and it and it goes in so many different directions. So that is what those are my three things. What are yours? Just taking a moment to digest uh <laughs> that whirlwind that you just sent me on. Um casual. Yeah, God bless your faith, babe. Um thank you. <laughs> I have complete and total faith. And this feels like an incantation or a prayer or like a spell that we're doing right now. It's like really I feel that interesting. Um, mm. I have complete and total faith that everything is working out the way that it should be on all levels, period, full stop. Like I, I'm not going to defend that. I'm not going to explain it. It just, I just believe that. Um, and I have faith in that. Um, I have faith in the divine that there's, I have faith that there's something larger than us. Um, even if it's just a supercomputer, <laughs> um, I believe that there is like, you know, a pattern and a, it's interesting that I'm using the word believe, you know, and the relationship that that has, but I trust, I trust in that system that, uh, that's larger than us, that it's taking us where we need to go. So I guess it's the same thing as my first one. Um, mm. the third thing that I have faith in is change. Um, I have faith that things are always going to be changing, moving, shifting, uh, you know, forming and reforming. And that to me is probably the most comforting part of life is the lack of attachment that that allows me to have or that, that encourages me to have, you know, my faith in change encourages me to have a lack of attachment that makes my life so much more easy and fulfilling and beautiful because I'm not, I don't need everything to stay exactly the way that it is. Or I don't need to experience bliss until I die, you know, for this, for this earth experience to be worth it. And, um, so yeah, those are, those are my, those are my big three, uh, Mm. Yeah, Ashe. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, this was, this did not go where I thought it was going to go. And I think this is like, that we just, we just planted some seeds. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was really beautiful. Yeah. I want to encourage yeah. everyone who's listening right now to write down their three things and maybe even share them with yeah. someone they trust. Hmm. Because faith is yeah. something that I think we could all use. No, it's not something that I think we could all use more of. I think it's something we could all be more intentional with. I think we all have faith. Ooh. But I think we all need to be more yeah. intentional about where we put it. We need to stop putting faith in things that tear us apart. We need to stop putting faith in things that make us feel small. We need to stop putting faith in everything else but ourselves. So I think this is a really powerful time for for faith and transitioning the way that you, you relate to yeah. it. 
And I think one of the most gorgeous things about all of this as well is that if you're finding yourself in a pattern where you're, you're stuck on a certain experience, like you, like in my experience, it was really hard for me to break out because of trauma. It was hard for me to break out of a thought pattern. And that thought pattern still knocks on my door sometimes of like, you know, my, my thought pattern can be like, people are always out to get you. Like, like it's like this lack of this lack of faith in people that's really strong that can come up. And, you know, that's that's definitely due to trauma. And so if you're finding yourself in that space and you're in this loop, I just invite you to continuously get curious and question it and ask yourself, is it true? Can I absolutely know this is true? And what would happen if I didn't believe this? If I didn't have faith in this specific thing? What would happen if I had faith in something else? Just starting to undo the, the density of it. It's like, if you think about it, like a big, like ball of yarn that's so tightly woven and, and just one, like one little roll at a time, you're just unraveling it. It's so beautiful. It might take a while and it's okay if you lose faith in trying to redefine your faith. Like that's all a part of the process. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's okay. It's all okay. But we can always question our faith. That's the most beautiful part of it in every facet. Yeah. And letting it be playful too. Like I think for me, for myself, when I start spiraling about what I have faith in, I just throw in some what ifs that are completely, you know, maybe outlandish, quote unquote, to me. You know, if I'm like, Mm. um, I'll be like, well, what if there's no God? And then I'm like, well, what if I'm living on the bottom of an alien tennis shoe? You know, it's just like you can throw in (laughs) something random. Like what if I'm riding on the hair of an elephant's head right now? You know, it's just like you can throw in random stuff that helps you to sort of like lighten up the process especially i love because it's so interesting when you were talking about um the process i also thought of a ball of yarn and then that's what you said and i think the 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 reason i love that is because there's a softness to it and there's a there's a definite ending or there's a definite you know beginning and there's also a playfulness that can happen with that particular you know personification of that process Mm. so anyways Mm -hmm. we're at 48 min yep and if you start to lose faith, go look at a dog. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> or a cow like, or a llama. Go look at a or dog. Or a whale. Ugh. Or a cow. Fucking whales, no, man. Okay, wait. Real quick. I had a nightmare once where I fell off a bridge and I went into the water and there was whales everywhere and it was so slimy and I was just like kind of like weightless in the water and they kept brushing up against me. And now I have like a really – I get really nauseous when I think of whales, which is so disrespectful because they're so magical. Yeah. And that's just something I'm working The last <laughs> video I watched of a whale, I saw a fish swim out of one of its holes and it made me want to vomit so deeply. And I think it's because whales are so large that they, they're, they're their own ecosystem and like – to us we're like oh they're just an animal it's like no that's a whole moving rock that is a whole moving ecosystem so eels and fish like just swim out of their random orifices and that's just normal like chill out but it just makes me so deeply disturbed but i love whales go look (laughs) go listen to whale okay listen to whale sounds how about that go listen to some whale sounds summer sounds of the rain you know yep 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 Go, yeah, and go like, you know, make out with someone nice. And there's, there's many things that can stoke faith again. And th- yeah. that's, maybe that's just a me thing. Have faith in your pleasure. <laughs> Making out restores my faith. Love it. 
So anyway, this is such a beautiful episode. I love it so much. And there was a special feature from Anushik the dog who definitely made her presence known and she was seeing some bunnies. So if you hear that in the background, some people have said it sounds like a lady laughing pretty demonically and it's just my, it's just my dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> we all love you, including Anushik. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Just for- write down what you have faith in and thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you for listening. Please write us a review. Please contact us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you fancy. We're there at Fun But Heavy. And um, yeah, we are yeah. signing off without Kelly. Again, just reminding you that she will be back. Um, and we love you. We love you so long. Bye bye. bye. Keep-